Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. I'm very excited to have Dr. Kyle Ambert, Senior Deep Learning Data Scientist at Intel with us today. Welcome, Kyle. Thanks for having me. So, Kyle, you work in the Intel Nirvana team, and you've had a history of engagement across various artificial intelligence and analytics positions. But why don't we just start with your background, since this is the first time you're on Chip Chat. Tell me a little bit about where your focus has been within the world of data science. Yeah, so I kind of came to my current role via a very circuitous path. I've always been interested in the way the brain works, in particular, the way people make decisions. I started my PhD work doing behavioral economics and modeling how drugs of abuse affect the way people make decisions and sort of cost-benefit analyses. Uh, And over the course of that research, got very interested in computational modeling and ultimately decided to pursue that for my PhD. In particular, I focused on bioinformatics and computational methods there and how they can help out research in the neurosciences, which eventually led me to Intel and my work in applied analytics within Intel Labs and then the data center group and now finally within the artificial intelligence products group. What is the scope of focus for AI for Intel and does this really extend across the entire corporation? Generally speaking, Intel is very concerned with enabling artificial intelligence solutions wherever those may show up. We recently just announced our partnership with Audi, which is very exciting, enabling uh, better self-driving car technology and the safety mechanisms that go along with that. In my own work, we're concerned with enabling artificial intelligence within the realm of the health and life sciences, getting better tools for doctors and clinicians, and enabling better decision support there, as well as scalable genomic analyses. As a company, we're very concerned with enabling both the solutions, but also getting the best performance implementations of various algorithms. So probably not a topic more ballyhooed in the industry today than AI, but let's break it down a little bit and talk about where the real new focus has been around machine learning and deep learning. Can you tell me how you see those two things and how they differ? So I think a good way to understand deep learning is by contrast to machine learning itself. When we talk about machine learning, we're talking about statistical algorithms that can be trained off of data. So within the realm of machine learning, there's a set of algorithms that people are probably familiar with, things like decision trees or logistic regression. And finally, like neural networks is commonly used for a lot of these types of classification and regression types of problems. With the advent of increased computing power and better statistical tools that have been developed in the mathematical research areas, we've kind of arrived at this point where we can use neural networks with very complicated architectures to solve problems for us that weren't previously possible on older generation hardware. And that's really what deep learning is. It's deeply nested multiple layers of neural networks brought together to solve various problems. So I know that a lot has been discussed around data access pipelines. Can you tell me how those apply when you take a look at these fields? Yes, it's important to kind of look at the difference between the typical data science workflow for standard or traditional machine learning pipeline versus a deep learning pipeline. One of the examples I like to point to is, let's say we are building an image classifier. We want to identify, my dog's name is Harrison. So let's say I want to build an image classifier to identify Harrison within photos of other dogs or or other objects. Within a traditional machine learning pipeline, I would be taking my domain expertise on what differentiates Harrison from other objects 
and encoding that manually into my workflow. So I might know that Harrison is elaborate. It all has kind of curly tan hair. And so I would think of a way to encode that with respect to computationally accessible features. Or I might you know, know that her eyes are a certain distance apart or she smiles and, and her mouth and has a certain angle. These are all things that we could encode and probably should encode within an image classification pipeline in, in traditional machine learning. So deep learning, it's slightly different. Whereas in machine learning, I'm imposing my domain expertise on the data science pipeline. In deep learning, what I'm doing is building a neural network architecture, which is going to be best enabled to identify the features that will ultimately lead to the best classification performance. So rather than imposing my domain expertise, I'm enabling the machine learning system to identify features on its own. It's a slight shift in thinking, but I think it's an important distinction for understanding the difference between machine learning and deep learning. So as we've seen these two areas evolve over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of advancements made within the industry. What have those advancements meant in terms of the capabilities of machine learning and deep learning? And how does Intel plan to play a role here in terms of delivering this technology more broadly? One important area that we're interested here at Intel is that of image classification, image recognition. There's been, over the last 10 or 20 years, some really nice developments that have enabled very complicated problems to be solved, but with deep learning architectures. At Intel, what we're concerned about ultimately is enabling good performing solutions to be given to data scientists to solve their problems that they need to solve. And so a lot of the work that we're doing in AIPG now is studying how we can best optimize Intel architecture, tools like the Math Kernel Library or Data Analytics Acceleration Library, as well as just the Intel hardware itself, Xeon Phi, Xeon, for handling these types of workloads and building good performing solutions for data scientists. When you apply this to your specified field around health and life sciences, where do you see the biggest opportunities? There are so many opportunities in the health and life sciences right now. One of the reasons I'm really excited about being involved in the health and life sciences is that since we better understand how these tools can be applied there, there's lots of differences to make in terms of applied analytics research that we do in my group. In particular, within clinical imaging, there's some really interesting problems. If you look at the area of digital pathology, there's something that I'm really interested in right now. It's a nice analog of many of the types of image classification problems that have been solved within deep learning in general, with a couple of nice differences. One, a lot of the types of image classification problems that people have been working in involve very small images, maybe a 28 by 28 image. But within healthcare, those images can get up to you know, 5, 10 megapixels or something on that order. And so this presents an interesting problem from a, an architectural standpoint. When your images are that big, many of the rules that we've sort of understood about how to best optimize imaging workloads start to break down. In particular, CPUs could potentially have an advantage in this area, which is just given their improved memory capabilities over other potential types of approaches people might use. What are you most excited about coming from Intel? If you look at the field of data science right now, it's extremely heterogeneous. And so just being able to build tools that address the different needs of that broad spectrum of skill sets all at the same time is something that's really important to me. And I think that's some of the work that we're doing in Intel Nirvana right now is with tools like Neon, our deep learning framework, just compared to other deep learning tools that people may want to use, Neon is extremely intuitive, but also very powerful. It can enable more senior level data scientists to build production solutions for their organization, but at the same time, enable people who may be new to the field to start to understand the interesting issues within the field of deep learning while also letting them solve the problems that they're interested in solving. 
Kyle, I know that you're also an active blogger on this topic and are on Twitter quite a bit. Can you tell folks they would be able to follow you if they would like to continue the conversation with you? Yeah, you're welcome to follow me on Twitter at the Kyle Ambert. I warn you, there's a mix of pretty terrible machine learning jokes and puppy photos. So, you know, fair warning. Also, yes, I'm working on a series of blogs for Intel, currently working on a couple centered around a tutorial based off of the background of convolutional neural network classification, as well as how one might go about implementing their first convolutional neural network or CNN classifier within Neon Deep Learning Framework. So I would encourage people to go to intelnirvana.com for that. I'd also just point out that we are aggressively hiring for the solutions team as well as Nirvana in general right now. So I would encourage people to go to intelnirvana.com slash careers to look at various jobs that we have available or just contact me directly and I'll point you in the right direction. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Hope to have you back soon. Yeah, thank you. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash big data, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 